Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask Sharifa Videocast. We have a very special show for you today. Our guest, Mr. Brian Kelly, is a professional speaker, business automation expert, international best-selling co-author, and founder of Reach Your Peak, the entrepreneur training company. Good afternoon, Brian. How are you? Good afternoon, Sharifa. So, so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here as well because the last time we spoke, the tables were turned. You were on this side. I was on that side. You were interviewing me and I was trying to figure out what you were going to ask me. So now you're in the hot seat and I have to figure out exactly what I want to ask you. But if you are just now tuning in to the Ashery video cast, please go ahead and share this interview because friends don't let friends miss out on Ask Sharifa. That's right. And if you have questions or comments, please feel free to add them in the comment section and I'll pass them along to our guests. Now, Brian, one of the things that interested me the most about you and why I wanted the opportunity to sit down and speak with you is because of your automation. When in your show, Reach Your Peak, everything is automated. I mean, I thought I was doing something wonderful with just the process I set up with getting a new guest. But you have automated reminders and sign-ups. And what, why are you so passionate about automation? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, automation, I think, is one of the keys to scaling a business. Uh, the other being bringing on and delegating tasks to others. Uh, those two go hand in hand. And especially if you're starting out as a solopreneur, that's when automation can really be a godsend because uh, setting up a show, as you know, uh, from the inception of bringing on guests, trying to bring them in and invite them, uh, then working out the details of what date and time they're going to appear, then putting together all of the collateral that goes with that and the advertising, the marketing and everything that goes with it. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people aren't aware of. Uh, it can become a, uh, very difficult to keep on top of and it did very quickly with me and so one of the first things I do almost with anything I touch uh, is I go in and see how I can automate it so that I can make the process easier and automation also once you have it dialed in uh, it also reduces human error uh, so you can have all of your your posts that you've pre-written you know checked for spelling errors all of that good stuff so quality control I'm really big on quality Sharifa and automation really helps me to uh, achieve a higher uh, end of quality. And no matter where you are, uh, including yourself, you have great processes as well, Sharifa. You're on the right track no matter where you are, as long as you continue to improve. Uh, this did not take me five minutes to put together. <laughs> it's taken me many, many, many hours. And it's a combination of various tools that I use online. Uh, so I've put some money into it. I put a lot of time and, uh, but, I am reaping huge rewards on the back end, and I will say I never, ever stop refining it. I mean, as of yesterday, I made another change to my automation sequence. Uh, I'm always improving it continually. And so over time, you will evolve into something that is much more um, seamless for you. Uh, not just saying you, Sharifa, but those that are watching. Um, you know, when you automate something, you can make it, you can just have it grow, and you just know by the result you get how to then uh, improve it the next iteration. That makes perfect sense. Um, now you mentioned the benefits of automation. I believe one of the benefits are just simply time because I know a lot of people would, would think back um, to a long time ago 
with um, the Twilight Zone. I was a huge Twilight Zone fan and people would think, oh, we're going to get robots and those robots are going to work us right out of jobs. You know, so automation was kind of like this bad word. You don't want to say it because everyone will be jobless. But I believe with automation and technology, it allows us more of a quality of life, more time to spend with our families and do other things besides having to do the drudgery of the, the smaller tasks. What are your thoughts, Brian? Yeah, there's a lot of banter about this topic, especially since this uh, little acronym AI, artificial intelligence, has raised in such prominence and machine learning goes hand in hand. Uh, people are worried that all of our jobs are going to be, you know, disappear. Uh, when it comes down to it, when business is to be transacted and when you're talking about entrepreneurs, it's, it's a personal business. You still need that personal touch. Uh, you cannot replace a person with a machine 100% you know, with Facebook bots and any, all these great things that are going on all around uh, the internet that we see. Um, I love them because of what you said, they are time savers. And guess who, you know, for all those that are really worried about AI or bots or automation taking over our lives, well, guess who created that and has control over that? Us, mm -hmm. the humans. <laughs> and yes. so, you know, if, if it does start to, uh, you know, if it, I don't think it will because I think the controls will be put in place that it'll never get to the point of replacing humans. Uh, mm -hmm. Human beings are too complex to be able to be replaced, in my opinion. Um, we're, we've been created by a wonderful maker uh, and uh, we're the most complex ma machines, if you will, and we're not machines by any stretch that, uh, that have ever existed. And I don't think they can ever be replaced, to be honest. No, I think that's wonderful uh, as well, because I think with automation and tasks and just like computers, they can only do the specific tasks that they were assigned to do. And so it may seem as if AI, they have the ability to reason, but they don't. They just basically look at algorithms. If then that, then you do this. So they're not really reasoning, just following these protocols. But you are an automation expert. How did you just become an expert or what really led you to focus on automation? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I actually cut my teeth in, uh, in computer science when I was in college and then took that and made a career out of it working in corporate for defense companies and became a software engineer. And I really, from day one, I fell in love with the whole idea of being able to write a piece of software that automated a process that was repeatable. And I've just always had a wonderful, you know, this intense curiosity and drive to see if there's a way to automate something that hadn't yet been automated. And that's what I love about where we are today, uh, the tools that exist. There are some amazing tools out there. Uh, Zapier is one that's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's like this glue that ties all these uh, disparate uh, services together. You have to know what you're doing, though. Uh, it takes mm -hmm. a little bit of uh, a little bit of practice, but... I just love it. It's like a big puzzle to me. And if there's something that I'm doing repetitively that I end up not liking, uh, then I figure out a way to automate it. And I will go to the ends of the earth to do so because I know it's possible with all the ones I've been doing. I just know that with software, nearly anything is possible to automate for a business on the back end. Yes, I definitely agree. I, I'm a fan of, I use Zephyr as well. And I've also personally been told that I spend a lot of time, energy and effort trying to figure out ways not to do work. You know, like, I don't want to do it, so let me figure out how to get it done in a different way so I don't have to take on that task. And I think it's wonderful. If you are just now tuning in, again, go ahead and share this interview because we're going to be providing you with so much information, how-to tips today. 
that you definitely do not want to miss it. And if you have questions, please feel free to ask your questions or comments in the comments section. I want to thank everyone who's tuning in for um, tuning into today's show. Now, Brian, I was interested as well about your entrepreneur training because that's my focus. Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. What is your entrepreneur training about? Well, there's, there's several aspects. To that. Um, I, I teach uh, speaker training. So for those that are either aspiring speakers or want to improve their speaking from stage, like this is physical at events, uh, I, I will go in and do a complete, um, I will watch your entire presentation and then we'll sit down and go over it. This is how I was trained and it, mm -hmm. it reaped phenomenal results. That's one area. Uh, I also train in the area of mindset and that's in the, the subconscious arena and that's neuro-linguistic programming uh, because I'm a firm believer as the, the title of my show is the mind body business show mind being the first part and the most important part in my opinion uh, with NLP you can you can reprogram a person's mind they reprogram their own mind you just help them to do that uh, for incredible results and I only know because I've been through the process and became certified uh, some seven or so years ago uh, and then automation is a big piece of it. And that with that become, you know, comes scaling, team building. And so mm -hmm. I've built an entire strategy around bringing on a team of apprentices at a very low cost to you, the business owner, uh, who are there for a very short period of time. I now have five of them. And uh, yeah, worked away, made it work so that they're only worth me 90 days at a time. So I get them for 90 days and then they're gone. Uh, so I've developed a strategy having done this now for over a year using a particular service uh, where I can now delegate um, great tasks, help them get the experience they want and need. And that's another reason I love automation. I want to automate those tasks that are just repetitive, kind of no value added tasks that just need to get done so mm -hmm. that my apprentices don't have to do those and can move on to things that will get them value and the experiences they're looking for to take themselves to the next level, wherever that happens to be. Wow, a lot of different training going on, but I want to focus on each area individually. When we discuss being a speaker, I know if you're working with you, they will learn so much, but are there any quick tips or quick guidelines that you can give our viewers on how to become a much better professional speaker? Well, one of the biggest uh, issues that's always out there is the, the fear factor. Uh, you know, people will fear, they be, people, it's known by studies that people fear speaking in public more than they fear death. <laughs> and so one great thing, one great tip, I do this to this day, Sharifa, I did it right before we went on the air, and that is take a nice deep breath and just let it out slow. Mm -hmm. And do that two or three times until you feel the nerves just dissipate. And that's mm -hmm. a very easy external process. There's also uh, processes that you can have installed through NLP, which I also use, and that, that's a technique called anchoring. Uh, some of mm -hmm. my listeners may be aware of that. And uh, it's, it's basically, when, you, when you're nervous, it's because you're in your head about yourself. Mm -hmm. If you switch your thinking to, okay, I am here to give value to this audience. I cannot wait to impart my knowledge on them. And when your mm -hmm. focus shifts to them, then you just shine and the, the nerves dissipate, you're gonna be nervous, you're gonna be anxious. And to let everybody off the hook there, uh, Johnny Carson, uh, some, you'll be surprised, some people don't know who that is, Sharifa. Um, <laughs> I know who Johnny Carson is. Yeah, I kind of figured. That's my history. <laughs> yeah, uh, so for those that don't know, he preceded Jay Leno on The Tonight Show as the, the main uh, show host. 
And he did this every night, you know, night in, night out, uh, five nights a week. And he admitted late in his career that when he was behind the curtain, right before they announced him to come out and do his monologue, he was shivering in fear every single time. And so if someone who is a professional who is that successful at public speaking at the highest level, then you have permission to have a little bit of that, you know, nerves going on. Use it to your advantage. You know, you know, you, know, you can convert it and jack up your energy with it. And that's what I do. I get up there and I'm like, ah, hey, how you doing? I love to open it up with a lot of energy, get people woken up if they're kind of down. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would say um, those things to get over the nerves because once you get over the nerves, as long as you know your material, the rest is history. You're going to do great. Right. I also think it's wonderful that you mentioned Johnny Carson, especially at his level, because what people tend to believe is that when I get to a certain level, the nerves will go away. And I've spoken to so many different people and professionals, you know, speakers, celebrities who are always in front of people and they will tell you the nerves do not go away. Like you mentioned right before this show, you, you did your anchoring, your deep breathing because of the nerves for the show and the nerves don't go away. It's just the knowledge that you'll, you'll be able to do it. You'll go and make your presentation and everything will be okay. But I think for me, the reason I found that the nerves do not go away is because I personally don't stop caring. I don't stop caring about my, um, what I'm speaking about. I don't stop caring about the audience. And so since these are so important to me, there is some level of nerves. I don't want to give, want to go away. Because then if the nerves go away, it's just like, oh, it's just another speech. I'll just go say a little something and then that's it. And so it's important to me. And so the nerves are there, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. That's a great way of uh, framing that. Because, yeah, if you didn't care, who would be nervous at all? I remember right. in college, Sharifa, where I would be getting ready to take a final exam and I'd take several, of course, but I remember those times that I went in not nervous, I didn't do as well as the times I was. Right. Isn't that interesting? Because my, my senses weren't heightened enough to really go after it, and I just kind of thought I'd breeze through it, and i go, oh my gosh, I didn't even get a screaming A+. Plus. A plus. I got an A- minus this time. That's not cool. <laughs> I'm saying that on purpose because I didn't get all A's, but I, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's I so true. I that. <laughs> I kind of noticed you slid that A minus in there because I was like, wait a minute, on those times, he get, maybe he got a C, but no, it's an A minus. So, yes, I, I completely get it. Now, speakers, if they want to work with you, what is the focus that you're, that, um, you're able to allow them to do? Are these people who are looking for more keynote speaker opportunities, people who just want to cut their teeth on speaking? Is there a particular focus? It's no, no real focus. It's just to help them with their skills of speaking while on stage. And mm -hmm. so the best way to do it is if they have a gig already lined up and they're like maybe a guest speaker. I just did this recently with a woman who was um, a co-speaker, a co-presenter, the main presenters, and, and just offered uh, advice in the wings. Uh, there were, and there's so many things that go into speaking. It's, I love every aspect of it. We're, I'm talking more about the entrepreneurial um, mm -hmm. seminar workshop type scenario uh, mm -hmm. where you have back of the room sales going on, where you have, mm -hmm. you have all the stuff going on with audio visual. Uh, mm -hmm. They had two microphones and two sets of, of speakers. And mm -hmm. I noticed one microphone, one set, one pair uh, really didn't sound good at all. And I, so I went in the back and said, make sure you have the other microphone when you go up because that other one sounds terrible. Things like that. Um, if, if it's already been set up and then setting up of the room, 
uh, things I've learned about that, how to get rid of distractions from the stage and so that they're focusing on you. The PowerPoint presentation, if you have them, I go deep into that, uh, mm -hmm. talking about the wording used on the slides, the colors. I'm not so much into what colors work, it's just mm -hmm. are they congruent with what you're saying at that moment? Things mm -hmm. like that, I go deep into it and then uh, throw in, uh, sprinkle some NLP pixie dust in there and just <laughs> have them have an incredibly effective presentation. Again, this is how I was trained and I know mm -hmm. from personal experience how my speaking ability catapulted at a rate I never would have imagined had I not had that specific kind of training. So I had mm -hmm. incredible training uh, by two wonderful human beings that were um, our mentors of mine. And I, I've never forgotten that. And I just, I model success. I just do what they do. That's, hey, do not recreate the wheel. That's what they say. Do not recreate it. Just model it and then just go after it. But let me ask you some one thing that I found different or, or maybe, you know, people have their opinions on is some people will tell you adamantly you have to write your complete speech before doing a speaking engagement. Some people will say, well, you know, an outline is enough. And then there you have other people who will say, I just freaking wing it. What are your thoughts and your views on that? Um, I, I, I say, I just say do what works for you. Um, you know, good answer, one, good answer. I mean, do one uh, because there, there's really no wrong way to do it. In my opinion, there, there can be better ways for you, but there's no wrong way. Uh, I would not want to write something in order to read it back. I've never written out an entire okay. presentation. Oh my gosh, I don't have enough time for that. That would be writing two <laughs> books, you know, doing right. a, like a two day seminar. Just to put it in perspective, a one hour show like this mm -hmm. that I do uh, and I transcribe it, have it transcribed, one hour is the equivalent of about 100 pages in a book, a traditional book. So oh, wow. can you imagine standing up on stage for two full days and write that out first? No, uh, that, that would just take too long in my opinion. Uh, so I, I pretty much, I put it together in PowerPoint form. So it's like an outline, like you mm -hmm. mentioned outline. And I do like in my head and verbally, I've, I've actually stood in my living room and rehearsed out loud, fully mic'd up, microphone set up, just as if I was there. I was wearing a jacket as if I were doing it right then and there. I had products on the table, um, everything, the whole thing. So uh, the only thing missing were the people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the audience. But, but the more you can immerse yourself in the environment you're going to be, you're going to end up in, the, the more it's going to be familiar and it'll just be more automatic, if that makes sense. And so you can, you can run it by a spouse, a significant other, a colleague and say, Hey, I've got a, a section. Would you mind listening or record yourself? That's another great thing is record yourself. We can do that very easily on a, on a phone or whatever and have a colleague of yours who you know and who you trust and respect and give you good feedback to give you that feedback and say, well, I, and this is the things I do. I, I pick it apart, you know, line by line. I, I'm not going to, hammer anybody over the head. Uh, it's all positive reinforcement. Uh, at the same time, it's let's, let's make this a little better. Uh, it can always be better. I can be better every single time. So why not strive to be? Yes, I think it's wonderful to strive to be, but I also think there's an area of just kind of go do your best. Give it your all and be authentic. The, the buzzword I keep hearing in every industry these days is authenticity, authenticity, authenticity. Yeah. You know, if you go and you give an authentic speech, an authentic presentation, you may miss a line. I, I remember so many different times, almost probably every time, where there was some line or some aspect that I may have wanted to include it, but I didn't. Well, I could have, I could have said this. I should have said this, but people still loved the presentation. 
Yeah, and that's, that's a great point is uh, being authentic. And you don't need to strive for perfection. One of the greatest things about speaking that a lot of people miss is the whole world of metaphors, that is telling mm -hmm. stories. Uh, yeah. the, the key is holding attention and metaphors do that better than anything. And if you can tell a story that's pertinent to what the task at hand is at that moment, like perfection, that reminds me of a time when I was playing baseball and I'm playing mm -hmm. second base and there was a pop-up and it went over my head. I grabbed it, a guy was rounding third, coming for home and I said, I gotta nail this guy right at the plate or he isn't gonna, I'm not gonna get him. And I mm -hmm. threw it with everything I had, which was a mistake, you never throw as hard as you can. It was off the target. The catcher had to run up the line a little bit, caught it, it made it in time, and he was out. I didn't have to be perfect and got the results I wanted. I just gave you an example of a metaphor that is perfect for what we're talking about right now. And I just thought of that, I kid you not. And you get in the, you get in the habit of thinking these things up on the fly. It's mm -hmm. also best to have some in your hip pocket that you know are very pertinent to the topic that you've already written, you know, outline form or otherwise in advance. But metaphors are very, very powerful when it comes to speaking. Yes, metaphors are definitely powerful when it comes to speaking. You heard it here on Ask Sharifa Videocast from Mr. Brian Kelly. So if you are just now tuning in, if you have questions or comments, please feel free to add them in the comment section and I'll read them to our guest. And we are discussing so much information. We talked about your speaker aspect. We talked about automation. We talked about training. I want to talk a little bit about your book. So you're a co-author, correct? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, international best-selling co-author. Yes. I was looking at it on my uh, bookshelf around the corner. I didn't have it with me and prepared, but it's called Sexy with No Boundaries. Uh, the mm -hmm. primary author is Heidi Lee, and it was a collaborative book. And there's a great story behind this. Uh, how, many, how many of your listeners right now have not written a book? And most of them will raise their hand. It's, it happens yes. every crowd you're in. And the thing is, it, why is that? Because it's a daunting task. It's a lot of time and effort, but does it have to be? So Heidi, we were in a seminar, literally, and the speaker was speaking and she whispered and asked me to come over. And uh, she, was, she became a dear friend of mine. And she said, hey, I'm writing a book and I'm bringing a bunch of authors together. Would you like to write a section in it? And mm -hmm. I didn't know what the heck I'd write about. I had no clue. I just mm -hmm. said yes because I learned that that's a very good thing to do. <laughs> I, I said to. yes. Say yes. <laughs> yeah, I said yes and everything worked out and now I'm, I have a section in her book that went international bestseller and I'm now writing my own, like 100% all mine and mm -hmm. I'm about 90% done and it's called Mind Body Business and I have yet to come up with a tagline but working on that. But the, the point of that is you don't have to write an entire book to mm -hmm. become an author. And the beautiful thing about having a book, whether you're a co-author or the primary author, the moment people hear this, your authority status just raised. Mm -hmm. It just went up. And so if you're being announced as a speaker, if you're coming on a live like this and someone says you're an author of a book, well, they think a little bit differently of you than if that wasn't mentioned at all. And it happens every single time, every single time. So it's very yeah, important. So I think it's very important, but I think I, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about your chapter. What did you discuss in your chapter? <laughs> yes. Well, I used to be in the fitness industry. In fact, I just transitioned, gosh, three, a little over three months ago into full-blown um, automation and live uh, video for the purpose of marketing your business. And mm -hmm. so the chapter was about, um, it's, it was about being fit and being sexy from the inside and out. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was very short. I didn't know how much I was supposed to write. She said, I asked her, 
And I just wanted to be um, respectful and not write, you know, 50 pages because I didn't yeah. know how big our book was going to be. And I knew there would be other people in there writing. So I wrote, I think, three pages, if that, that ended up mm -hmm. in her book. And, uh, you know, it was the greatest thing I did. So the effort level was minimal, but the reward has been incredible because I can say I'm an international best-selling co-author. And I always say co-author. I tell the truth. If I say author, then it's, it's not in alignment. Soon, though, soon with Mind Body Business, it will be author. <laughs> yes, yes. So when can we expect your book? Ooh, thank you for that. That's awesome. That's uh, a little pressure. <laughs> yes. And so this is wonderful. So this is what an accountability partner does for you. And Sharifa, yes. I know, knows Ooh. all about this as an accountability <laughs> partner on both sides of the fence because she's very successful in her own mm -hmm. right. And so thank, and that's why I said thank you. Uh, because mm -hmm. I haven't been asked that question for some time. Mm -hmm. And I just today, I kid you not today, I thought I'm getting back on it. It's happening. Mm -hmm. And so this is August. It will be done by October 25th, my wife's birthday. Okay. Well, happy early birthday to your wife. So what we're going to do is we're going to find out more about this actual book coming out. And then we may have you back talk about the actual book since we got this prelude to it. So I'm definitely interested. Sweet. Now, you, you're like me. We're alike in a lot of different ways because everyone asks, like, you're doing this, you're doing that, and now you're doing this. But we talked about your book. We talked about your automation. We talked about you as a speaker. But I want to talk about Reach Your Peak Body Mind Business Show. Let's talk a little bit about your show. How did you start it? Why did you start it? How long has it been around? And what type of guests do you interview? Man, fantastic question. Uh, it start, I started that show back when I was still in the fitness business. Um, mm -hmm. I love speaking from stage. I adore speaking from stage. And I did three of my own events, two-day live events. And I realized that I needed to hit the pause button, step back, and build the platform of my business more thoroughly before going up on stage to promote it. And so what I did, I started doing that. And I thought, I still need to be on stage. I've got to keep honing my, my skills and my craft. And so I got the idea of, of doing another live show. I've done one in the past, uh, several years ago, many years ago, actually, before Facebook Live with a partner. And mm -hmm. so I revived it, um, improved a lot because of the technology that's, that exists now that didn't then. The reason I put it together was to build what's called your platform. And that's, mm -hmm. that includes the know, like, and trust factor. It, mm -hmm. it includes writing a book. It includes being on stage. And it's just exposure. Uh, mm -hmm. Everywhere you go, get the exposure with your brand in front of people, always with the brand. And mm -hmm. so I started, I was going to just do it as a talking head, you know, just me. Because mm -hmm. I, I said, oh my gosh, I have all this value now. I've learned so much. I can give it to everybody. Mm -hmm. And then I stepped back and thought, that's going to be boring. Uh, if mm -hmm. I were watching, I don't want to see somebody just yak. I thought, I've done the interview thing before. It was phenomenal. I'm going to do that again. And so I started mm -hmm. bringing on entrepreneurs such as yourself from all walks, like just starting to phenomenally successful. I just had Laurel Langmire on two nights ago, or last night, actually. I saw that. I yes. saw that. Yes. And who is crushing it. You know, Tom Antion, who is an internet marketing multimillionaire. The mm -hmm. purpose of it was to help people that are looking to improve themselves at any stage there on their entrepreneur uh, walk, to help mm -hmm. them to, to improve by simply modeling those who are at a level of success they aspire to achieve. And that's all it is. So I, we talk about those three areas, mind, body, and business. Not always all three, but we hit the ones that that particular guest is strong at. And it goes organically. And they always uh, just 
deliver massive value like you did Sharifa your show thank was you. phenomenal thank and you. it it just does nothing but help those who see it and absorb it and then take action on what they heard so I, I always tell people they have our permission to model meaning copy what they are doing what they are saying uh, in all those three areas in mind body and business and that's one of the reasons it's just to serve and help others while building my platform my brand uh, and interesting thing happened and this is like key to everyone watching that are entrepreneurial business. It has become an incredible lead magnet, which I had no mm -hmm. intention of it doing that mm -hmm. at, at networking events, seminars, when you're talking in the wings, they ask you what you do, you know, the elevator pitch. And I said, well, I used to be fitness. What am I going to say now? Well, I interview successful entrepreneurs like you Sharifa mm -hmm. and I stream it live on nine platforms simultaneously. And I put it on 15 podcasts and, and they're, they're I literally, I kid you not, I kid you not. They're doing this. They're handing their card to me, putting it under my chin, you know, mm -hmm. the rest of the other ones that are listening. And uh, that happened twice. I, I am not kidding. <laughs> and I thought, wow, I mean, this has never happened before. So uh, for all those that might be wondering if they should do what you're doing, Sharifa, what I'm doing, these lives and interview style format, the answer is yes, you should be. And then, uh, you know, we can help you out in those areas, definitely to get you started and to, to get you crushing it. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And it just reminds me of when I started my first race show in 2009 part of the reason that I started is because people kept calling me and asking me the same questions and I want to answer I wanted to answer all of the questions at the same time so when people would call I'd be like, you know what I'm going to discuss that on the show tomorrow at eight tune in and so we use it as a marketing opportunity to push interest to the show but the other reason is really like you mentioned I was at the Los Angeles Convention Center back again in 2009 and I was offering marketing and website design and going up to people and I didn't even have a booth. This is a convention, Los Angeles Convention Center, one of the, you know, largest places to be. And I'm walking the aisles trying to get new clients. And so the response was basically, you don't even have a booth. Why would we want to work with you? And I just felt bad and I left. But I went on the radio and I became media, went back to the same type of convention told people what I did. They found out I was media and people were lining up, then going to get their friends to meet me. And everybody was interested. You have to meet Sharifa. You have to meet Sharifa because you want to be on her show. So I always look for ways and opportunities to get in the door. That's like my, one of my favorite expressions. I'm going to get in the door one way or another. But usually now, especially it's an invite. There's someone inside who's like, oh, that's Sharifa Hardy. Come on in. So it does get easier. But I want to go back to our entrepreneurs because a lot of the people who, who watch the show and listen are entrepreneurs who are just starting out. And when you are entrepreneur, solo entrepreneur, maybe don't have a, a large networking group, there's always some emotional fear of, you know, doing something wrong. One of the things that you mentioned, Brian, is you were on the stage and you realized that you had to work more on your platform before you continue doing these engagements emotionally, was that difficult for you? Did you feel, oh my God, I failed, I should have done this? Or what, what was that feeling? Because often as entrepreneurs, we jump into different things and then we're like, oh my God, what am I doing? I failed and, and there's a certain fear and emotion if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I do understand. Uh, in my particular case, it wasn't like, oh, I failed at all. It's, it's a process and you learn by going through the process. And mm -hmm. I just learned through that process that I truly wasn't ready. I didn't have, and the beautiful thing was, Sharif, I had wonderful friends giving me feedback saying, you know, you, that message you, you said at this point in your seminar, it kind of confused me. I'm not sure 
what you are actually, what your whole result is that you're trying to get out of this. And I thought, thank you so much. And I got the thing, one of the keys for people just starting out is to get a coach, get a mentor. Uh, you will save yourself so much time and aggravation. Uh, yes, it costs money. Pay for a coach or a mentor, but you will pay way more dearly if you don't invest in a coach or a mentor. Uh, that's what happened with me uh, where I ended up basically helping out with my mentor. I worked um, for no fee, for nothing in return, but I got massive value. And I did this for over about four, period, uh, four years, period. Uh, and I, would, I paid for my own hotel room each event. I would stay there for two to three days, uh, do anything that was asked of me and learned the whole business of you know, seminar and speaking from stage by doing that. Uh, you could never learn that in any course ever. Uh, so volunteer, volunteer your services and learn from those who are doing what you want to do uh, directly and offer your services and see, just see how it goes. You know, um, if you offer to help somebody versus say, will you help me? Will you give me help? Will you, will you, will you lift me up? I mean, you've got everything, you know, don't, don't be that person. <laughs> Go in and say, find out what they need. Find out if they have a charitable organization that they love. And you could say, hey, I, I would love to help your charitable organization. Um, can, we have, can we have lunch? And then sit down, mm -hmm. buy them lunch. Uh, you won't, it doesn't matter how successful someone is. Buying them lunch, even though it doesn't cost much, it, it's not about money. It's about your attitude and going into it. I've met so many uh, millionaires, multimillionaires uh, in person that are the most golden people on the planet, more often than not. They are the mm -hmm. most genuine, beautiful people because you know, they are who they are because with all, their, with all their success, they don't have to please anybody. Mm -hmm. So they have the right to just be themselves. And when you see these people, these beautiful people, the entrepreneurs, they got there because they served others. I mean, my gosh, I'm going on this big tangent, but I could go on forever because <laughs> I just love helping people uh, to get ahead. And, and mentorship and coaching, though, when you're just starting out would be a huge thing is, is seek someone's help uh, and say in each arena, you know, it's, it's multifaceted. Being an entrepreneur, just know it's, it's a long haul. There's no quick kill. There's no quick fix. There's no uh, lottery win. <laughs> it, it's going to take time, effort. It's going to take a lot of time and effort. Uh, just know that going in and have and make sure you have a very solid why and a great passion for what you're doing. What's your why, Brian? I'm just, I'm just curious. My wife. Oh, that's so beautiful. I think that is so wonderful to have someone. That, my why is always my kids. You know, I want to show them an example of the, what is possible. You know, so that's a wonderful why. Now, I love what you're doing. I definitely, definitely love Reach Your Peak. I think it's amazing. And I, you know, again, I thought I was doing something with my process for scheduling guests. I thought I was doing something with my video cast, since not a lot of people do the interviews remotely. But when I saw your setup and everything that you did, I was like, this is the real deal. So I appreciate everything you do to put your show together. I know it's not easy. And I know you put time, energy, and resources into it. Well, thank you so much. And you're, you're not that, you're not as far back as you think. You're doing a fantastic job. You're doing far more than most that I see. That's the reason I went so over the top. I got tired of seeing shaky phones while they're interviewing people, you know? And I was like, really? Yeah. That you're, you're representing your business with that? I mean, come yeah. on. We can tell you're not, if they're out, you know, if they're out at a seminar boot, uh, boot camp and they're doing a live there, that's totally different. But if it's a right. scheduled show and they, they have some shoddy looking background, it's just that they haven't really thought it through and they're just saying, oh, I'm just going to start talking. It's like, no, yeah. you got to put some forethought in have, 
have some structure, um, know who your audience, you want your audience to be, know what people you want to talk to in an interview, do some forethought planning, uh, and reach out and get a coach. It's that simple. What are some, who are the people you want to talk to in an interview? People like you, I'm not kidding. Uh, entrepreneurs who are always going after it, who are successful. I understand you're running for public office. Uh, you're yes. just a go-getter. You're a go-getter and you're somebody who will never stop go-getting. Uh, just mm -hmm. talk to uh, Laurel Langmire. She's at a point now financially, she doesn't have to do another thing, but she mm -hmm. wants to. It's because it's in our entrepreneurial blood. It's in our DNA. Uh, there is no ceiling to success in our minds. It's like when you get to a certain point, what if Sharifa has that? You know, what if you get to the point and there's nowhere to go, no farther, you cannot go up anymore and it just, it's a ceiling, you can't, it's not possible. What would that feel like? I mean, as an entrepreneur, it would feel horrible. It's like, mm -hmm. my God, there's nothing else to look forward to. So it's not about money, it's about helping and serving people and moving forward all the time and, and I want those kind of people on my show and that's what I've, uh, yeah, I, I can't recall a single guest that hasn't hit that mark yet. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen. And if it does, we'll have fun anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. I completely agree. Now, we're coming down to the end of the show. And what I like to do at the end of every show is two things. Allow my guests the opportunity to let the audience know where you can be contacted, as well as some final thoughts. What would you like the audience to take away from your interview today? Just one thing, uh, for, since the uh, overriding topic is entrepreneurs and success, is just, just never, ever, ever, ever give up. Mm -hmm. It can be so difficult. Uh, I get it. You know, you can have spouses, uh, you can have loved ones doubting you. They're the ones that doubt the most, which is, it's odd. It's not intuitive. <laughs> it's not logical, but it is uh, the truth more often than not. And it's very difficult at times. Uh, just keep, stay the course. I'm not saying do it at all costs and ruin your relationships, but really uh, resist the temptation to, to throw in the towel because here's the thing. Once you do hit that point of success, you know, every one of us has massive amount of value in us. We have our own life experiences. They're all unique to us and we can use those to help serve others. And if you were to give up before you reach that point of being able to serve others, then that would be a disservice to everyone else who you never were able to help. So for everyone else, if not, you know, take it away from yourself, think about all of the others, think about your loved ones, your, your colleagues, that if you aren't able to help other people, then what are they missing out on? So I would say do that. And for uh, contact, best thing is Facebook. Uh, I think my username is Brian Carl Kelly with a C, uh, the Carl part. <laughs> so it's B-R-I-N-C-A-R-L-K-E-L-L-Y. Uh, if you look up Brian Kelly, you'll see several of them. You'll see a picture of me and hopefully recognize me. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Um, and just Facebook Messenger me, uh, mention that you saw me on this show. So I do respond to you if I don't know who you are yet, if we're not friends yet. Uh, but that would be the best uh, method for getting a hold of me because I, I get those notifications and they wake my butt up when the thing goes bing <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> so you got to do what I did. I made a post about this, like, I think maybe a year or so ago. What I did was I turned off all of the not notifications from Facebook. Now I check the phone every three seconds, just in case I missed anything you know I'm like, i don't know why i did that but hey it's my my reasoning sometimes brian what about your website i know people can go to your website you have so much cool information on there yeah so uh for the, sh the there's a couple of them there's the show it's the mind body business show it's a long one okay. dot com the mind body business show dot com uh and the other one where i can help entrepreneurs uh 
what I'm working on now, my, my, my favorite project is carpetbombmarketing.com. And it's about saturating the market with your message. Uh, it's a metaphor, another metaphor. Uh, and it, it will take you, uh, I've, I've got an info course in the, in the works. I'm not selling anything here at all, Sharifa. Uh, for mm -hmm. those that want to take a look at what it's covering, it's covering how to do what I do on the live show and then how to repurpose that in many ways and get the word out, massive exposure. Uh, it's continually, it's already changing and ebbing and flowing and I haven't even finished it yet. But you can go there and, and click buttons and opt in to say, uh, help, tell me when it's ready. And then there's reachyourpeakllc.com and that is the mothership that gives you links to all of the other ones, the afferma uh, aforementioned things with NLP training, speaker training, et cetera. Uh, so the mothership is reachyourpeakllc.com. Uh, if they remember any of them, that would be the one to remember probably. <laughs> reachyourpeakllc.com, the mind, body, business show.com. And then we all, there was a third one. Carpet bomb marketing. Carpet bomb marketing. And that's the one that's taking off, teaching you how to carpet bomb your marketing. I'm going to check that out because I just like the whole metaphor and the whole idea of carpet bombing the 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 marketing but i think you're wonderful i think you are amazing so brian i want to thank you for your time thank you for your willing to be of service to everyone who has tuned in i want to thank you for being a guest on today's episode of ash sharifa videocast thank you sharifa it's been a blast you are so welcome and of course i have to thank everyone who tuned in everyone who's watching it in the archives thank you for your support and for supporting the show if you're interested in watching more interviews if you're interested in being a guest or for sponsorship opportunities please visit my website at ashsharifa.com until then everyone have a wonderful day bye now